Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Now, following a large protest in Limerick over the weekend in opposition to the EPA decision to grant Irish cement a licence to burn alternative fuels at its Mungret plant, Limerick councillors have met to explore ways to put a halt to the plans. Representatives from the Metropolitan Council area have unanimously agreed to a number of measures. And Live 95's Ronan Moyles joins me in studio to discuss it all a bit more. How are you, Ronan? Good morning. Morning, Joe. So what exactly was the purpose of this meeting? Well, as you mentioned there, Joan, as we've covered extensively across the station over the last number of days, uh, several thousand people, including the likes of J.P. McManus, Paul O'Connell, and even Greg O'Shea from Love Island, as we heard from, and many thousands more uh, marched through Limerick City Centre on Saturday to um, express their opposition to that EPA decision. Now, on the back of that, members from the Metropolitan District met to discuss what they could practically do themselves to block the plans, because obviously... Uh, this is located within the metropolitan area. Uh, 14 of the 21 councillors attended, several sending apologies. Um, it was the Cahir look of the metropolitan area, James Collins. He, he put together a number of proposals and he called a meeting um, and he wanted his fellow councillors um, to back them. Uh, he outlined what those proposals were to be. It was unanimous support in the chamber today that as a council uh, we reject Irish, or the EPA's decision to allow Irish cement incinerate waste in Mungret. And we're also demanding an oral hearing from the EPA so that they come to Limerick and hear firsthand uh, from the 4,500 people that objected um, to the, uh, or made submissions to the EPA so that this should not be allowed to go ahead. Um, some of the other things that we did uh, were quite technical in terms of the powers that we do and we don't have as councillors. Um, we asked were we legally entitled to revoke this decision. So the, the council planners had given planning for this uh, and we wanted to know as councillors, can we overturn that? And if, if and how can we overturn that? And we've, we've sought legal advice from that. We got an opinion from one of the directors today uh, that we want formalised. Uh, he said we can't. Uh, and we want that in a, more of a, 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 of a report back to us that if we can't do it under Section 44, which was suggested, then how can we do it uh, in another way? We've also asked them to examine whether the licence that the EPA have granted to Irish Cement for the incineration of 60-odd uh, substances. And this isn't just about plastic and tyres, it's about heavy metals, it's about sludges, it's about solvents, pla- uh, paints, leachate, um, and whether the licence is actually in compliance with the planning permission that the council granted. And we've asked them some particular questions in relation to that. Um, and then in terms of some of the planning documents that determine whether permission is granted or not. And we want, we, we've tried in the past to change the development plans to ban incineration. And we've been prevented by legislation and we've been prevented by the previous chief executive. So uh, we've called, or I've called, on the chief executive to bring an amendment to us as councillors to introduce a ban on incineration in Limerick in the development plan. If we were allowed to do it as councillors, we would do. We're asking him, we're calling on him to bring it before us, and I have no doubt uh, that that will be passed unanimously as well. We've also asked the council executive uh, to make a submission to the EPA 
uh, against the decision. So all along, the council planners have been telling us that they had no option but to grant planning, um, but they're not really in favour of it. And we're asking them now to speak with their feet, like we did on Saturday, uh, and to put forward an objection to the EPA in relation to the decision that has been made. Now, we heard on Live 95 News yesterday, that was uh, Councillor James Collins, of course, chatting to Ronan Moyles of Live 95, who was with me. And we heard on Limerick Today as well from the Mayor of Clare, Councillor Cahill Crow, who's based in Mealick. And he suggested that Limerick councillors use their powers under Section 44 of the Planning and Development Act to try to block planning permission. Did this come up at the Limerick meeting? It did. Um, Councillor Collins mentioned it briefly there. Um, and they asked, were under this section of the Act, were they able to um, revoke that planning permission? Now, they got an answer, and bear with me because this is a little bit complicated. I'll do my best with it. Kieran Lahan from the Council Executive explained that it is possible to use this piece of legislation to revoke planning permission. Now, this can be done if there's a change to the county development plan, which is agreed every five years. So, for example, if the plan was to be changed in the interim to, say, banning, burning anywhere in Limerick City, then obviously then the planning, it would be at odds with the county development plan therefore the permission could be reversed however the county development plan has already been agreed as I mentioned and it can't actually be changed by councillors themselves so no councillors can bring forward a change at this point because they've already voted in favour of it however the CEO of the council can bring a proposal forward uh, to change it and then that can be voted on by councillors and they can back it. Now, and that's why James Collins mentioned there, councillors are calling on the CEO to bring forward that proposal. I suppose to give the, the rationale behind it, it does seem strange. The rationale behind that is to stop, let's say, a development happening and it's been going on for three or four years. Then suddenly a councillor or a majority of councillors for some politically expedient purpose decides, oh, now we're going to change it. Then some person or group has spent a lot of money on a project and they're told actually no, we're revoking the planning permission so it leaves the council open obviously to some sort of action so that's the rationale behind that even though it seems a bit strange. Yeah and it is interesting because of course this is all in the context of uh, the strong likelihood of an election for a directly elected Mm. mayor over the next uh, 18 months to two years and talk of current powers of the CEO transferring to a directly elected mayor. It would be fascinating to know if this particular power might be one of those, but we'll see that in the course of time. Uh, Ronan, what did the other councillors at this special meeting have to say? They were all broadly in agreement, it has to be said, on on these proposals that were brought forward. Councillor Lisa Donovan just wanted uh, to add a couple of things, as well as the oral hearing with the EPA, which councillors have have called for and you heard about there. They, They also want to hear from the HSC's Public Health Department to clarify their position on this. Um, Councillor John Costello from Sinn Féin expressed fears uh, that the company would eventually actually end up bringing waste from all over the world to be burned here in Limerick. That's that's what he said. Um, Kieran O'Hanlon, he was very disappointed with the turnout um, and what uh, over what he says is one of the most important issues uh, for Limerick's future. He was also disappointed uh, that no one from the council's environmental department, no one from the EPA, no one from Irish Cement and no one from on board Panola was present at this meeting. And uh, Councillor Olivia Sullivan from uh, Fine Gael uh, was frustrated with, with the lack of power she perceived the councillors have to do anything about this. But she also said uh, that Fine Gael would raise this issue uh, with the Environment Minister Richard Bruton and raise the concerns of the people of Limerick with him directly.
Right, we're chatting to Live 95's Ronan Moyles about uh, this meeting yesterday, a special meeting that took place in the wake of uh, that uh, major protest march in Limerick City Centre at the weekend. So what have Irish Cement themselves had to say about all of this? Yeah, well, they have... Um we have received a, a statement from them. The latest statement we have says that Irish Cement, they're aware of the, the concerns uh, relate, uh, related to the EPA decision uh, and the company says it wishes to allay these concerns. So they say, on the contrary to public comment, they said there's no plans for the construction of an incinerator in Mungret and the licence granted by the EPA simply permits the gradual replacement of fossil fuels in the existing cement kiln with alternative fuels. And they say that using alternative fuels has been found to be safe and best standard practice in cement factories throughout Europe for over 30 years. Um, they also say the use of alternative fuels instead of fossil fuels in Mungret will directly reduce CO2 emissions by up to 40,000 tonnes a year, which is the equivalent to 12,000 cars off the road. Uh, they say it also supports the ongoing national policy to reduce Ireland's dependence on fossil fuels. And they say that that is this decision is part of that and they also say as part of the EPA licence Irish Cement uh, will establish a community liaison committee which will meet regularly to address the concerns of residents. I understand there were others present at yesterday's meeting. Yeah, oftentimes you don't get many people at these meetings but there was a good crowd from the public, uh, many sort of well-known environmental campaigners, people from Limerick Against Pollution in particular. Um, afterwards I spoke to Dr Angus Mitchell, he's a member of um, Limerick Against Pollution just to ask him what he made of the proceedings overall? Well, I mean, well, you saw James Collins, you saw Councillor O'Donovan talk truth to power. What is so worrying is that there were no real representatives of the executive uh, layer of, of power here. So they're just stonewalling the situation. I mean, I, it was really impressive to listen to uh, the Cahirlock Collins. He was absolutely right in what he's arguing. And but there are so many concerns. If the EPA is allowed to essentially railroad this um, license through, I just, I just wonder what the implications are at a, at a social level and a political level. Because in, in many ways, we are watching the flagrant overriding of local government and democratic process. And as people, we saw you know thousands of people in the streets on Saturday, and we're going to have thousands of people in the streets if the EPA decide that they're not going to give us an oral hearing. So, this is a big story. You, you spoke about that, you know, that, those thousands of people that came out. Do you think they'd be even more frustrated if they realised how much red tape is involved in something like this and the way it is seemingly being tied up? Well, you can see all the councillors are so frustrated. You know, why, when we have a, 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 a majority for years now amongst the council representatives to actually stop this from going ahead, does that make no difference? You know, the people don't want this to happen. The council don't want this to happen. The executive refused to explain why it's happening. We're told that it's being, the, the, the decision has been made at a national level as part of a much larger waste management strategy but at the same time Europe's telling us that we have to behave in a different way and really start um, obeying directives about the circular economy we're declaring 
climate and ecosystem emergency on another side, and yet it's business as usual. The whole thing is a confused mess, and it was really refreshing to hear a few voices like um, James Collins, like Councillor O'Donovan, talk truth to power, and they are in positions of responsibility. They're doing their jobs really well. It was shocking to see that half of the chamber was empty. Most of, I mean, I, I don't know, there were 21 councillor, metropolitan councillors, and I said, what, there were 13 here, so there were about eight of them missing. Where were they? This is the biggest decision that's going to affect Limerick in years, and they're, 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 they're missing. Why? It has to be asked. Why? Dr. Angus Mitchell there of Limerick Against Pollution chatting to you, Ronan. So what next? So there's a very tight kind of turnaround for this. Um, councils will be waiting now to hear back from the council CEO, um, from the EPA and the HSC, all of which they have requested to take certain actions, as I mentioned there. Um, but as I say, you know, it's, it's a tight deadline because the closing date for objections to this is next Friday, the 15th of October. So if they, if they want to get this objection in from the council, it's, it's going to be tight. So look, we just have to wait and see what the next step is. But it is inevitable from everything we're hearing that there will be objections from various groups. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely, and, and yeah. individuals. And that was the other, just very quickly, the other thing that was brought up was the cost involved. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think it's 120 euro for each objection and, and I think it was mentioned on the show that a fund has been started for that but that cost is seen as, as a hindrance as well. And just to point out as we always do, you did um, provide that statement from Irish Cement. We would be more than happy to hear yes. a representative from Irish Cement uh, on the air um, coming into this studio and discussing further or debating the issue alongside of course people from uh, Limerick Against Pollution. Live 95's Ronan Moyes, thank you for bringing us the very latest on this very big story. Call Limerick today now on 4690 1995.